I just realized I got the super reflective frames on. I look like my name should be Peabody. What's up guys, it's me Peabody. It's me, Peanut Arbuckle, coming back at you. Let's focus up, let's get serious. This is not a game, this is high wars. If I, if I screw this up, if I botch this one, that's it, it's game over for me, all right? No more fun stuff. No more fun times, Mr. Hyde. You screwed up your Hyde Wars. You lost some subscribers, okay? You pissed, you ticked them off. Now what are you gonna do? Huh? You gonna go back and work at ANC Sports for Jerry Cifarelli? I don't think so. That guy was a jerk. The Sif wasn't that bad. <clears throat> Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hide Wars. I'm your host, Peabody. That's my new name. It's Peabody. And today we are smoking Room 101 Honduras. Okay? And I like these because the other one they make is called El Mas Chingon, which means the faggot, which is my pref preferred favorite stick. But this will do in a pinch. Um, <sighs> I don't use cutters anymore. Ever since those those uh, Calibri cutters failed on me, why bother? Does this look cool on camera? Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking. Is it look cool? What's wrong? Oh, I just saw that light go off. Oh. Does that affect your shot? No. Um. <clears throat> does the smoke look cool yet? No, not yet. You're gonna have a lot of smoke. Should I light two of these things? Oh, that looks good. That look looks cool? good, yeah. Hey guys at home, this looks cool. Leave a comment. The smoke looks cool. Mustache hairs are getting in my mouth. Totally sickening. See, you might be a Joe Rogan, a JRE fan, but you don't get the smoke with JRE, okay? Sure, he talks about weed a lot, you don't get to see the smoke. With me, I show the smoke for visual effect. Does this look cool? Fuck, dude. What? When you inhale, the light catches really cool. Oh, damn. That is cool. <laughs> Yo. Me and Zach got a new camera. We got a Sony Z90. And we've been, uh... uh we're we're, Checking it. We're, we're both like that guy from American Beauty that, like, films plastic bags. And he's like, do you want to see the most beautiful thing I've ever filmed? And he shows a picture of a plastic bag blowing in the wind. We're both uh, inane little video nugget heads, so we like to look at the pixels and get in on the extreme detail and be like, oh, look at that right there, how it's all washed out, it's amazing. And it's just some shitty little camcorder. Anyway, today, tonight's episode is gonna be a good little, good little piece of advice for all my nugget heads out there. Paid only from now on. We're not doing the YouTube uploads. That's we do that sparingly, okay? But this advice is so good, 
so golden, all right? You have to pay for it. You're getting a value. You're doing this $5 a month, you serious? $5 a month and you get, you get basically you get 24-7 access to me and my great ideas. I would do it. I'd pay $5 a month. I mean, I'm paying, I'm paying. I pay more than that just to be me. Just for the privilege of being me. Just gotta turn traction control off. This Ford Edge. For those of you who don't know anything about cars, I'm now, I'm leasing a Ford Edge. Why? Because it's the most easily accessible vehicle that I could afford that has four doors. But it's a cheap lease. So I had to do it. Um, but it does have, you can turn the traction control off. It's kind of cool. You sitting, you got a, a belt on there? Nah. Well, whatever. So these Ford Edges, I didn't know that the V6 packed such a kick. The V6 and the Ford Edge packed such a wallop. buggy it's my little buggy I drive it around it's like my little buggy you know anyway <clears throat> the theme of tonight's hide wars is a fitting one a fitting one for extreme driving techniques and for car leasing also this is called catastrophe avoidance catastrophe avoidance and it's a uh, One of my major oh, this is dead end too. life philosophies is it's just my phone. Okay, it's broken. <laughs> one of my major life philosophies. This is a big one. Catastrophe avoidance. And what does that mean? That basically means not getting fucked up badly. Industrial zone. Well, uh, 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 a lights out industrial zone is what we need. Yeah. Right about now. We're in the warehouse district. Good video game. Every good video game's gotta have a good warehouse district. Here we are. If you're playing a game that doesn't have a warehouse district, you're, it's like playing a game that doesn't have a snow zone. You might as well play fucking Super Mario at that point. Super Mario has shit ton of snow zones. Or twiddle your thumbs, even better. Or jack off. Catastrophe avoidance. So there's two ways. There's two ways to get rich and famous like me, baby. Basically, there's two ways to get rich and famous like me, babe. Uh, <clears throat> one would be there's two ways of getting to age 30, age 40, 
without being a total fucking Muppet. Okay, let's say that. Let's not say rich and famous. Because I'm not famous. Uh, <clears throat> and that's probably not what you want. That's, that shouldn't be what you want. You don't want that. But you do want to be self-actualized. You do want to hopefully have a family. You do want to not be a complete wasteoid, okay? There's two uh, main ways of doing that. Good video so far. Let me suck on this thing. Let me suck on it. Stay in my teeth, you fuck. It's like sliding out. I'm gonna bite down on like a sausage. Jesus Christ. Gonna buckle into your your strap there so it stops right. dinging. Where's the bitch? Oh, it's right there. All right. Welcome to Hide Wars. We'll edit all this stuff out. This part, I'm gonna clap so that I can look at the waveform and know to edit this out. Two main ways, ladies and gentlemen. Dose, for those of our Hispanic viewers out there who are just tuning in now due to the time zone difference. Two main ways to uh, not be a complete waste at age 30, age 40, all right? Way number one, and this is what I recommend you do. Everybody's going to want to do this. You'd love to do this. I would love it if you did this. I'd love it if I did it more, and I wish you'd do it more with me, okay? Way number one, we call this the golden way. Like the golden arches, just think McDonald's. When you think greatness, think McDonald's. I was at a fancy restaurant uh, earlier, and uh, you know, it was so good, I called the chef over to the table and I said, hey, this, this, this could be McDonald's. This food is, excuse me, chef, this, this food's so good, this could be McDonald's, good God. Is it rolling still? Yeah. Okay. Way number one is put in a lot of hours, you train hard, you know what you want, you generate momentum, okay? You fight off the cold of life, you keep that ball of heat in your hands, you roll it, you snowball it, till it gets bigger and bigger, till you have momentum, okay? You figure out a way to, to, to carve out a living for yourself, to carve out some sort of sliver of existence for yourself. You do all the right things, okay? Or you do most of the right things, and you really just try hard and um, you put in a lot of effort. That's not what this video is about, okay? This video is about way number two, which you also have to do. But if you only did this, you'd be fine, okay? This is the only thing you really need to do, really. Although I don't recommend Listen, I don't recommend anyone does the bare minimum, all right? I, I don't want you guys phoning it in, all right? It's the one life you have. Get off your ass, do something, do it right. Go with the Golden Arches way, go with the McDonald's way. 
and try, okay? Try your little heart out. But way number two, also essential, and you can get by on this. And way number two is catastrophe avoidance, all right? Cue me slamming into a car. <laughs> Turns out the driver of that car is a pregnant woman. She miscarries because I hit the back of her car. I get sued. I lose everything. I'm fucked. The next three years of my life is in court, paying lawyers, etc. That is the opposite of catastrophe avoidance. If that were to happen, I would not be successfully practicing catastrophe avoidance. Catastrophe avoidance means the huge nightmare scenarios that ruin people. You avoid them, okay? It's basically, it's something you have to do no matter what, okay? Because these, these nightmare scenarios, they will grab you by the balls and extract five years from your life um, and get you all jacked up and blown out and messed up. Um, but it's, it's important enough to talk about that we make an entire video about it. Um, and no, no young people I've talked to are about this, or really know about it, or are tuned in, um, to the Starbucks on Thayer Street fucked my coffee up. Some, uh, fat Asian transgender person made that, and it's not good. How hard, how easy is, how hard is it to fuck up a Starbucks order? It's like a... It, it, it. Anyway. Um... I think, I think young people who are into self-improvement, young people who are into, you know, the greats, uh, Joe, goes without saying, Rogan. Those of you who are just getting into self-improvement type stuff, you know, Jordan B. Peterson, myself, you know, the greats. If you're watching this, you probably have some idea about way number one. You probably probably have some, you know, notion that you have to work hard, you have to hone a craft, you have to work on something for 10 years for it to become an overnight success, etc. Okay, and I would also give a very unironic recommendation read Scott Adams' book, The Orange One. Forgot the title. Very good read. And self-improvement's... Oh, what's he reading? Self-improvement stuff? Yeah! Because some of it's good. What's the, what, what's the, what are the other options? Read self-unimprovement? What books do you read? I read Gravity's Rainbow. I just read Gravity's Rainbow and Infinite Jest. What are you reading? Self-improvement books? Yeah, I have more money than you. Okay? You're more literary. Yo, you're literary. 
You have very finely tuned literary taste. I have more money than you. Do what I'm telling you to do. Write me a check for $5,000 right now. You can't, because you don't have it. Because you were reading Gravity's Rainbow, you dummy. You fucking dummy. I've read Jacques Derrida. I've read all the postmodern philosophers I don't describe. Yeah, you know what? Read Scott Adams' book. All right? He'll tell you how to start a web business. Because it's literally smarter than sitting at home surrounded by your own piss and shit reading the finest books that are on the recommended reading list of the literary... the literati. I've read them all. Yeah, you're surrounded by piss and shit and you have no money. Okay, I'm, no, I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm smoking a $15 cigar in a uh, Ford Edge lease. Okay. Yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah. Brand new Ford Edge. $4.30 a month. I don't own it. I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah, maybe. 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 <clears throat> Scott Adams' book is good. Um, and it's nothing you ha it's nothing groundbreaking, okay? It's not an artistic masterpiece. It's the same shit you've been seeing on YouTube videos if you watch Jordan B. Peterson, okay? Same shit, but it's the shit that if you read it and think about it, you'll probably get on a better track than you are now. Whereas if you read Infinite Jest, you will probably end up smoking a lot of pot. But it's literary, it's just so good. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, way number one. Okay, we're talking about, you, you, know, you know all this stuff, okay? You've seen Elliot Hulse, you've seen Jordan B. Peterson, you know about what you gotta do. I'm telling you about a different thing now. That's part two. And this is called Catastrophe Avoidance. And I haven't heard anybody really talking about this. I have heard Stefan Molyneux go into depth with people who are too promiscuous or people who've had divorces and sort of pick apart that one element of catastrophe. But I know about a lot more of them. Story number one, this kid that uh, he does music, he's done music for some productions, okay, I've had him do like bespoke new music for stuff, he's very good, he's talented, he's sharp, he's together, like he can, he can, he can mail me a USB drive with files on it. Impressive, right? Yeah, because fucking 95% of the other people I've worked with are not able to put their, pull their shit together enough to do that. Oh, I gotta go to the post office? When are they open? Oh, they close at five? That's when I wake up. Really impressive toolkit. But he's together, he got it together. He sent me the files on the USB drive. He's sharp, okay? I think he's going places, I think he's very good. Um, and he's like a normal dude, okay? He's not some pedophile, he's not some like stalker, he's not some fucking mouth-breathing freak who's got like etchy, is that how it's the, the hentai, the lesbian hentai? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got, yeah, I've got... Yowie. I love... Two, I have 200 gigabytes of yayoi. It's so funny. Oh, that's funny. Um... Yowie! Yowie! <laughs> um... So, normal dude. 
has a family, parents are together, very normal. And recently I was like, I was uh, trying to get some music thing for him and I needed it, I had a deadline. I was like, dude, and my, and my deadlines, I've seen, I've seen like the industry, I know how they treat people. Let me tell you this, Adult Swim pays people less money, slower, with more bullshit by like times 10 than I do. And I'm just a fucking guy, okay? So if you have, if you wanna work in the industry, in whatever industry, if you wanna be an audio engineer, if you wanna be, if you wanna make beats, good luck with that. If you wanna sell your beats, whatever. The, the, the level that you have to deal with is, it's a professional level. You have to be able to do something. You have to be able to do things. It's tough. Um, but this kid, my deadlines, it's not like tomorrow, it's like a week. I was like, dude, I need this in a week. Can you get this done in a week? He's like, yeah, 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 I'll get it done. Um, then like two and a half weeks later, I still don't have it. And he's like, uh, yeah, shit's really fucked up. I got in a fight with my dad and I got kicked out of the house. Um, that is an example, that's a very mild example of what I, what I want to talk about. Um, every, everything in your life is tied together and it's, there's sort of a mental trick that happens because you don't see, you don't see everything right away. You don't see that if you do, if you fuck something up now, you won't see the connection that a half a year from now or a year from now, some other piece or element in your life is out of whack because of this thing that happened six months ago. You usually don't see that unless you have very, like, uh, is it cool still? Yeah. Well, it's not glowing yet. Fuck, God, fuck. Ash it a bit. I want to glow. It'll glow now. My viewers probably. need it to glow. It's glowing. Yeah, zoom in on this. Make it look good for the viewers. Oh shit. That was good. That was really cool. Um So in in real life. If you're trying to do something, if you're trying to be in like circles of people who get shit done, if you're trying to make money, you you have to be aware of the fact that like little things little things can matter more uh, than you think they're going to. It's it's not like like, high school and college really don't prepare people for this, because high school and college, it's like summer camp. It's like, you, you get a, you just get away with so much. And you guys know what I'm talking about. You know, you, you like, high schoolers are, the bar, the bar is so low. Even, even up until college, the bar is so low. I went to one of the best art schools in the country, and the, the bar was so low. And what people got away with, it was just fucking easy street, man. And... Like, the world is not really like that. Like, there are people, some people luck out and find cushy gigs and positions where, um, 
they can get away with a lot, and it's usually it's usually women because they look like women. They, they look good, right? Like even a chubby woman is like it's kind of nice to look at. You know, she gets and they they're, they're so helpless. They get away with a lot. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna bust a woman's balls for for fucking up unless you really are on some egalitarianism shit and you're the you're really the true. Man, she wants to be treated like a man. I'll treat her like a man. Do your fucking job. Uh, but w women really don't have to do too much to to get by, uh, which is that might be one reason why it's uh, like appealing for people now. Like men, men are like more feminine now, and it's also the the feminine period of a man's life, which is like the teen years, which is when men, well, children obviously, but men most mentally resemble females, like they're they're. I want this, I need this, like emotional, bitchy, bitchy people, um, and I think, like, there's this desire, this this desire in boys and, and young men who don't want to grow up, they want to extend that feminine period of their lives where things are being taken care of for them, does that make sense? Yeah, so infantilism. It's like, Infantilism, yeah, re regression. I just, I want to be, I want to be a teenager until I'm 27. And then sometimes I think those guys are like, hey, it'll probably be easier if I wore a dress. Yep. That's what they start doing. Fuck it, I'll just be a girl. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, this I want to be a tranny. This is hard. I'm going to wear panties. Guys. Fucking don't make an edit of me saying I want to wear panties. Alright? Listen, if anybody out there takes this fucking video and edits it out of context so that I'm saying, I want to wear panties, I want to be a girl, I want to wear a little thong and dance around like a girl, oh, look at me, I'm a woman. If you make that video, if you edit, edit this out of context, you're being intellectually dishonest. Because you know and I know that that's not what I said, that is not the context that I meant it. And so all these people are going to go to your YouTube channel and they're going to see me going like this. I wish I was a They're not gonna know that you took that video without permission and you cut it, you cut it off to make it sound like I'm saying something crazy! What was I talking about, the audio they, guy? They wanna extend their femininity period. Oh yeah. This, this audio guy <clears throat> got in a fight with his dad, got kicked out, couldn't use his computer to get the files on the thing. Which, listen, I understand, okay? Sometimes you have to duke it out with your dad. <clears throat> but catastrophe avoidance is like the art of maintaining a tranquil baseline as you go throughout life there are there are going to be enough external sources of mayhem there's going to be enough bad shit happening to you that you really you really do not need to go out of your way to introduce new peaks and valleys to this this tranquil, emotional, stable baseline that you should maintain. Um, you really, you really don't need to drive um, to show off or be a speed demon. Okay. Um, because first of all, if you haven't done karting, if you haven't done some sort of thing that gives you track time, you're not a good driver anyway. Like you're, you might, you might impress your um, 
dumb bitch girlfriend, you might impress your friends who are faggots and they're not gonna be your friends in five years anyway, okay? But you're not a good driver, okay? And if you were a good driver, if, you, if you'd if you done a significant amount of karting or if you had a, if you had a lot of seat time behind a, a you know, on, a, on an actual racetrack, um, then you probably wouldn't feel the desire to drive like a maniac on the streets anyway. Um, and that's, I think that's the number one killer. That's the number one immediate, fast, fast, fuck your life up fast. Fuck your life up so blazingly quick. You fuck everything up so good. How'd you fuck up so good? Really, how'd you do that? You fucked up good, how'd you do that? One day, you're getting, you're getting good grades, your family's, you know, you're not pissed off at your family, you're having a good time, you have a girlfriend, she's kind of cute. The next day, call my dad, call my dad, call my dad. Something's wrong with my legs. Something's wrong with my legs. There's a kid in my high school. He tried to get air. Know what happened to him? He died. <laughs> oh no, he didn't die, he killed his friend. He lived though. He's probably having a good life now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you know what, dude? We're in my dad's Chevy Blazer. I'm gonna get air, bro. You trust me, right? I'm a good driver, right? That's how fast it happens. Seen that a lot. <clears throat> drunk driving's really bad. I don't know if you kids are into drunk driving anymore. I've had to guess. I'd say you're probably done Zanny bars. You probably take Xanax. That's probably your drug of choice. But in my high school, they like to drive drunk. They like to do it. They love to do it drunk, you know? And uh, one guy died. A bunch of people fucked up really bad, made their lives go on different tracks. But that's, that's the number one fast way. That's the fast way is vehicles. Either getting a speeding ticket, getting a, a reckless driving citation, um, you know, fucking up a car, which is expensive. And if you're do, if you have a reckless driving thing, you know, it's, it's questionable whether or not insurance is going to pay out for your car. But that's really the way that young people, young men change their lives in an instant is in the car. Um, you should drive like a granny. Okay. And if you have the need for speed, go do karting. Go take, like, take a fucking, like, go do rally school. Do, it's, you know, thousands of dollars. How much is a car accident? Much more than that. So if you really, if you really are feeling the need for speed, just be like, hey, mom and dad, um, you know, I've been thinking every time I get behind the wheel that I'm gonna commit some kind of negligent manslaughter homicide thing because I wanna show off and impress my friends. Uh, could I go to rally school instead and just go do that? Learn how to actually control a fucking 3,000 pound vehicle and um, stop being a cock. <clears throat> That's number one. Number two might be 
Mm, I think fr having introducing friction into personal relationships when it's not really necessary. Like I had um, my mom, who I love. I love my mommy. I always felt closer to my mom because I felt feminine and more like a woman. So I love my mom. And I wear her clothes. Don't edit that out of context, you perverts. But my mom has always been like, um, she's always been sort of like a severe warrior. So what I learned to do, probably starting in high school, was just to lie to her. Anytime she would ask me if I did anything, I would just, instead of getting in an argument, raising her blood pressure, and like making this big situation where it's like, no, what do you mean? I don't have to do that. Cause no, I'm a, I'm 18. What are you talking about? I don't want to do that. I say, not yet. I'm, I did it. Did you do that? Yeah, I did. And it blows right over her head. I still do it more than 10 years later. She asked me about something. I just lie about it. It's perfect. It works perfectly. And I have a way less I've had, I've had phases where, you know, I've been like, yeah, you know, I really shouldn't, what am I doing lying to my mom about this thing that I did? I should just tell her and then I'll just, you know, I'll just get in an argument with her and like explain to her, explain to a 70 year old woman why she's wrong and why I'm smarter and I'll just, I'll tell her all that stuff. <clears throat> it always goes badly. It always makes it so that we have some sort of like static. And it's not, you know, the time is short, all right? Your parents aren't gonna be around forever. Why? Why, you know, butt heads with them at every opportunity? Just lie to them. Just tell them you're gonna do it. You, you, don't, you don't have to do it. That's a good one. That only works if your parents are totally oblivious. Uh, if they live in the kingdom of oblivion, then you can sort of pull the wool over their eyes like that. But, um... Getting in a fight with your parents is not the best. And another thing is, Cur curbing your tongue, especially when you're young, like when you're age 17, when you're age 16 to like 23, and you're a young man, and your head is swimming with hormones, and you're all, you know, you're amped up with the most testosterone you'll, you'll ever have, even though it's lower than what our ancestors had, um, significantly. Even though you have the same testosterone that a 70-year-old man would have had, you know, 50 years ago. You can thank plastics for that. Um, it's it's real easy as a young guy to go off the handle and say some shit that is not conducive to you having the best future outcomes. And this this goes back to um, like not not realizing that something six months ago can affect something in the future in an indirect way because if people don't like you if they think you're a know-it-all if they think you're a fucking some guy that's always correcting them or, or thinking of a new new argument or whatever um, you have to be likable that's that's one that's just, I'm sort of rambling is this too rambling mm, it could be cut into something no I'm too lazy for that I'll cut it 
Nah. Well, they start thinking that the pot smoking argument with their dad is somehow related to something their ex-girlfriend said about six months ago about their character. They, it's all their insecurity. Mm. It's, it's important not to say fucked up things to people. And I don't, I don't mean like being mean. Like you don't, you don't want to, obviously you don't want to be mean to people that are like close to you socially. What I mean is like being aware of, um, one thing called little murders. Little murders are the, they're, they're things that you say in a relationship with someone that are, they're very small. Okay. It's like, oh, I see you didn't do the dishes. They're really small, but they're the type of things that will sit with someone for days, for weeks, for months. Like that person will remember the time that you said something like very slight, like a slight little zinger, like things like that. You don't, those are called little murders. Look up, look up little murders in quotes and then don't do that. Um, and you don't want to, you want to like, You don't, you just, you don't want to be this, this type of person that's like taking a stand when it doesn't matter. Like, just be very conscious of when the outcomes of conversations either matter or don't matter. They usually don't matter. And what that usually means is the best thing to do is don't like, don't disagree with someone to the point that it becomes like a contest between you. There we go, someone. Yeah, that's fine. It's just that other guy had his, had his lights yeah. off. So I thought he was, he was up to no good. Yeah. Like I had to do an awful lot of this early on with Nick because Nick is, Nick is like very finely attuned to people's social retardation and when we first started working together 10 years ago I was like this I was like an only child very typical only child uh, know-it-all like sort of domineering um, like my conversation style was like sandpaper it was like very just very hard to deal with and um, I had to make a lot of adjustments to make it so that that relationship would be, um, you know, like fluid and easy. And I think, I think selling cars is a good thing to do for like six months to a year. I think if you sell cars for six months and you just get used to, get used to talking to people in a, in a, um, in a setting where the outcome of the conversation has a makes a material difference a very clear material difference to you because I think you'll be paying more attention to when you're saying dumbass know-it-all shit like what do you mean you don't want the V6 it's way better you don't want this trust me like, just it's a good thing selling cars is a good thing um, catastrophe avoidance <clears throat> Making a making a brutally wrong decision is a really bad one, and I think 
when people are like getting ready to go to college and they're um, you're picking out what college you want to go to. I think people in that phase of like life, they're aware of the fact that there's some consequences for fucking up and they should definitely make the best decision. But I don't think people are aware of how severe the negative consequences are if you choose to do the wrong thing when it comes to college. That's like second to, second to getting in a vicious car accident, spending a quarter million and four years of your life doing the wrong thing is a major, major catastrophe that will set you on a course for real damnation. Like hell, not in a, I don't know about in a spiritual sense, I know that hell is real. Hell on earth is a real thing. A lot of people are there in varying degrees. It's more like a purgatory or like Dante's Inferno or something. Like it's not, you're not being tortured by a guy with a pitchfork, but you are like basically in a meat locker, like living in a freezing cold meat locker at that point, if you fuck up that bad. Um, but, so that's, let's, let's make this the order. One, car accident. Two, college. Three, burning bridges personally. That's, we did that too, but we'll switch the order up because burning bridges personally is not as severe a problem as uh, picking the wrong school and doing, doing the wrong thing for four years and having it cost a quarter mil. Um, so now on to three, burning bridges personally. So little murders, having to be the the the, um, the victor in conversations that do not matter, like having to be like having to show off that you're the top guy in a in a completely inconsequential conversation. Like a lot of the time, you just have to let people have what they want. Like if somebody wants to like stress out or talk about some dumbass thing or like change your relationship so that something's different just you, you usually just let them just let them do that like don't don't get in fights with people when it's when it's not necessary when there's no point um, because it's it adds to your your overall overall stress and it also has like consequences for your likability that you don't know about and you won't know about until somebody until you ask somebody for a gig or for some sort of networking create some sort of like job related thing and they just ghost you they just don't reply because you were a fag because you were like a f some fucking dickhead know-it-all dickhead I remember I remember that guy he was a fucking dickhead that guy was a total douche he was always arguing with me always trying to be like some sort of freakish thing in, in conversation. Uh, but the bigger, the catastrophe part, the person when it comes to, like that's something you shouldn't do, but catastrophe avoidance is uh, for, for a lot of people who are smart, okay, you're, you're so gifted, you're a precocious guy, you're so smart. For a lot of people who have this complex where they feel like they're above everyone else, which I had and probably still do have to some degree. Every person now 
has that. That's just the that's just the byproduct of social media. Is you think you're like a celebrity. You think you're fucking so awesome. And one thing that guys like us tend to do, or ha have uh, are in danger of doing, <clears throat> is um just saying some shit that would make someone never like you again. That happens a lot. Next time you're in a, you're getting heated, heated with someone, heated with someone. Next time you're talking to someone and you're not in a good mood or whatever, just be, pay a little bit extra attention to, like, knowing when you're gonna say something that hits below the belt, or knowing when you're gonna you're gonna say some, you're gonna reveal something that you've been thinking for a while. That's like a, something really negative, negative about the person. Like you've been, maybe it's someone you, uh, someone you work with, and they don't, they don't get a lot done, or they're like really cluttered or something, and it like bothers you. Like the things that bother you about people, you, you fucking, you don't want to say those. That's the, that's, that doesn't get you anything. And so when you're in, when you're arguing with someone getting into it and it's like some guy that you've been you've been working with him for a year and he doesn't get stuff done in a neat orderly way and you're in this you're, you're you know you're you're getting real emotional and you go you say something like yeah well you barely ever get anything done you wouldn't last you wouldn't last five seconds in a professional uh in a professional video situation dude you wouldn't last you wouldn't last five sec like don't ever say shit like that Unless you are prepared to totally write the person off. I remember, I, I know, I mean, I've seen people who work together who, who are like that. Like, me, Nick, Charles, we don't, that, that wasn't a thing that we did. But I remember, like, like other crews and people we've, we've linked up with and, like, people who knew each other a long time. They were real comfortable talking to each other. Like, they were, like, almost like brothers or something. But real comfortable, but also they got real catty when it was like, when there was some sort of problem. Like, dude, you never have the SD cards. You're so fucking disorganized. I hate that about you. Like, don't, don't say shit like that. That gets you nothing. That gets you the opposite. That gets you of what you want. That fucks you up. I think Benjamin Franklin had a, what do you say, speak ill of no man or something. You don't ever, you, you shouldn't ever talk negatively about someone unless you've written them off, unless they're not, like, connected to you in any way. You should not say negative things about anyone who's socially close to you. Like, it never, it never brings you anything. What's it gonna bring you? Like, maybe, maybe if you're, if you're talking shit behind the person's back and you're, like, talking to your coworker and the two, you know, I hate him too. He's so bad. He's always leaving his computer turned on when he leaves for work. Oh my god! Like maybe that will maybe maybe that's a way of building camaraderie. Maybe that's a way of getting closer to another shithead. Maybe that's what you want. Maybe you want to be like tight. You want to get in tight with someone who talks shit behind people's backs. Maybe um, that's the only possible benefit you could ever get from like dissing someone who's in your life and that you cannot or don't want to get rid of and it doesn't it doesn't work for motivation either like if you're if you have an employee or something 
I know a lot of you guys have employees. Um, you you don't you you don't ever give negative criticism. It just it doesn't work. Like it doesn't. It makes people. It like totally fucks up people's heads. And unless your goal is to totally fuck someone's head up, you just don't do it. And they will they will resent you for it, and they will like not like being around you, not like working for you or working with you or whatever. Like it's just something you don't do. And I, I don't I don't mean offering like notes. I wouldn't say I wouldn't call it negative criticism, I would call it notes, where you have to like tell somebody to, to do something differently. But there's a way of doing that. Like you have to do you wanna do a, a shit sandwich. That's where you give a, la a good yummy layer of bread, you put the shit in there, and then you put another good yummy layer of bread under there to absorb the shit taste. So that's like that's like Zach. Like, man, um, your edits were really bomb for Crush yeah. 500, man. But could you, like, do less, like, drum and bass shit? But the, I mean, the music was so good for that part. That's a shit sandwich, okay? The top layer, good thing. Middle layer, bad thing. Bottom layer, good thing. You hit them with the good thing, you leave them standing there with the good thing, and then they just have a belly full of shit. They don't know why. I was kidding, by the way. I, I like the drum and bass. I wouldn't say that. I'm oh, like, no. I, I went autistic now. I don't know if I can work <laughs> now. I'm autistic now. <laughs> mm. But yeah, never... That's a weird thing for me to say, because I'm always... Because I am pretty negative, pretty publicly negative. I do do negative things. But I'm not negative like to work with, am I? No. I'm not, right? I don't think so. Never. Why would... No. Never. Dude, I... Dude, You no. never... You don't... You don't be negative. It's more civilized. You be civilized. That's a big one. That's not really a catastrophe. Now I'm just telling you to be civilized, but... I mean... I think... Being uncivilized is a catastrophe. It is a catastrophe. It will fuck you up. Almost as bad as a car wreck. If you're uncivilized, you're gonna have a fucked up time. You want to be likable. People like that's another thing. I thought. I think a lot of people suffer from this. I think people have watched enough Hollywood movies. Okay. People have watched Amadeus. All right. There's this like. There's a notion, I definitely had it, and everybody I knew at art school had the same notion. And that was like, if you are if you have legitimate skills, if you're really good, you don't have to be likable. If you are like, if you're like a genius, if you're a genius making beats in your bedroom, you don't have to be likable, you don't have to be nice to people, or whatever. And... When I was in college, I remember my dad would always talk to me uh, about networking, and he said he said that he said what I found out like a fucking idiot. What I found out years later, because I'm fucking so dumb that I thought he was my that I thought my dad was wrong. Okay, he's 70 years old. He's 
done fucking everything. Like, all, he's done so much work. I know, I know more than my dad. He's wrong. He's so wrong about this. You literally have the same DNA. Fuck. It's literally a guy that's lived like set like 70 years with your DNA. So what I found out was fucking true. That I was retarded over was that the point of college, the only point of college is networking. And by networking, I don't mean like some fucking gay, like LinkedIn, talking to as many people as possible, LA, going to park, oh, hey, I'm a cinematographer, what do you do? Oh, you make beats in your bedroom? That's awesome, cool, oh, awesome. Here's my, here's my contact info, hit me up anytime. What, what networking is, is like finding like-minded people who in this like shitty struggle through life to become anything, will like be by your side and help you out if you do the same for them like that's what that's what that's what it is and that's the the only biggest thing that I took away from college the only real value there was finding finding the people and I found two of them finding two people um, and you can do that on fucking 8chan. You do that on Reddit. So that's the value of college, is, is finding a collaborator that you can just as easily do on a forum. Um, but that shit, that rocked me. I always thought, I was like, I'm the, I'm the best drawer. I'll draw these pictures the best. And that'll get me a gig. I'll figure out a way to do this. I'll just make the best drawings. My skill, my drawing skills are so great. And uh, maybe the sad truth, or maybe just the truth, maybe it's not that sad, is that like life is literally a popularity contest. Like getting getting through life in a uncomfortable in a in a comfortable getting through life in a way that's not uncomfortable and shitty. Like, popularity is very important. Bad news for a lot of you guys, right? I know. Me too. I felt the same way. I was fugly, not handsome like I am now. And I was really unlikable, even more so than now. I was really fucking unlikable in my early 20s. I was a fucking prick. Idiot. And I thought that didn't matter. And it turns out that matters very much. Is like how other people feel when they're around you how other people feel when they think about you. And very little of that has to do with your skill uh, and your your competency and anything like that. Developing personal skills is unfortunately super important. I would say that. And um, biting, biting your goddamn tongue when you think you know something, like thinking, you think, oh, I know that. I was, I was a precocious and gifted child when I was little. I learned to read early. Teacher, I have the first answer. I have the best answer. And then you say something that makes somebody feel less comfortable and happy around you. And then you look around a few years later and there's nobody that wants to work with you. 
except some faggot asshole. Except some guy who, like, makes art with his shit and, like, wants to, wants to do noise music with you. That's your, that's your, your pool of collaborators. You were, you went to school, you were surrounded by, like, six really cool, talented people, and then you were like, well, he doesn't know the right answer. I, I actually, 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 what you need to, what you should understand is that, where, where are the six cool people? Why is it just this one guy that, like, cuts himself and makes noise music that wants to hang out with me? This sucks! So that's not really... I mean, that's kind of a weak tie to the theme of catastrophe avoidance. But I wanted to talk about it, okay? I wanted to get that out there. The last one... This is probably, this probably goes on right under, right, it's tied with, it's tied with car accident. So one, the one, one, two slot is a tie between car accident and this one we're going to talk about. Two is fucking up your college decision thing, fucking up life decisions, getting in a rut to where five, ten years from now you have the same amount of X as you did when you were 22. Bad move. Three, that's three. Four, is that three? One is a tie. Two is the college thing. Three is your personal. Little murders. Little murders. Biting your tongue. I was given a very excellent piece of advice by my stepmother who said, you can never unsay something. You can always say it. Like, I could always just go, Zach, I'm gay and I'm in love with you. I could always say that. And if you edit that out of context, there's going to be hell to pay. Okay? You can always tell your parents that you like to wear women's clothes. You can always tell them that. You can tell them that when you're 50, if they're still alive. You can tell them that at just any time of day. You can show your porn collection to your girlfriend anytime. Today, I wouldn't recommend it. Two weeks from now, think about it later. You could tell her that in two years. Okay, you could show her what it is that you beat off to. You could tell, you know, if you hate your dad, you hate your dad, right? You could tell your dad that you hate him today. But why? There's so much good anime to watch. Can't it wait? Tell him in two weeks. Two weeks from now, maybe think about it again. You could tell your dad that you hate him in two years. It doesn't have to be right now. You don't have to tell your dad that you hate him right now. You can wait, all right? You can never unsay something. You can always say it, all right? You can always say it, but you can never unsay it, okay? That's a perfect reason to not say it. You want to say it real bad, right? You want to say something, you want to make your 
teacher, you want to make that professor feel the pain that you felt when he gave you that bad grade on the paper. You want to you want to be the student that stands up on the desk and goes, "Hey, even though I'm young, I have dreams. I got dreams even though I know nothing and I'm retarded." And you can always do that. Even after you graduate, you can go back and do that. Okay? But you can never undo that. Does that make sense? So if you decide that you wait five years, 10 years, you decide when you're 30 that you really need to go whack that professor. Give him the old, hey man, even though you're like this little Eichmann, right, in control of my grades, which is a system that is meant to uh, demoralize us students, I wanted to let you know that I read Noam Chomsky. So fuck you! You can always go back and say that. But you can never unsay it. So that's a perfect reason not to say the shit that you want to say. You want to tell some bitch, Hey bitch, I think I'm in love with you. Maybe think that one over, okay? Has she had a bunch of dicks in her? It can wait. Hey, um, like, I don't know, uh, just, I really wanted to say, I haven't mean to say this for a while, um, I'm like in love with you. She's had a lot of dicks in her, okay? She's not a virgin. She's had five, ten, fifteen dicks in her. It can wait. She's had other guys tell her that they love her. Equally meaningless and dumb. So your declaration of love, you can do that in a month. You can do it in two weeks. Why do it now? Why? You can't undo it. So that's the thing. I have a very long, very long fuse, temper-wise, in real life. Not when I'm doing my comedy stuff. But when people in my real life are, if I think they're like fucking me over or if they're doing something I don't like or whatever, I have a long fuse, okay? You don't, I don't, I don't go, hey, hey, I want to fucking talk to you. This doesn't mean you let people walk all over you. If there's someone who's doing something, you know, that's obviously, but if it's something that just bothers you, do they really need to know that the, the volume at which they chew their food bothers you? Do they need to know that? Do they need to know that they take too long in the bathroom? Do they, do they really need to know that type of stuff? Oh, this guy thinks we're doing gay for pay. Oh, where is he at? He's coming around. He's got where his headlights off, that means blowjob. What the fuck? No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, he did park over there. He probably was trying to get ahead. Hey, you two kids in there, you guys, uh, you do blowjob? Yeah, that guy's a crazy pedophile. I can tell it's just from the fact that he's driving a, uh... Malibu. Or Impala or whatever. It was a Malibu. Malibu's just pedophile cars. Interestingly enough, my stepmother is the one that told me that you... That piece of advice. And she's also the one that told me that I'm not invited to my dad's funeral. 
That was a good one. Let me actually read this to you. Fuck. We got 13 minutes on the thing. Oh. Um. Just kidding now. Anyway, my stepmother, she emailed me and she wrote, um, she was writing, she was writing almost like bad Bobby. Like she was writing like a 14 year old hood, hood girl. She's like a 60 year old woman. She was like, fucking facts. Yes, you are not invited to your dad's funeral. So don't even go there. Shit like that. She was pulling out all the. She she had all the attitude. Puerto Rican girl attitude was surprising. But um, she didn't she didn't take her own advice on that one. But I'm telling you, you should take your take that advice. It's good advice. Uh, oh shit! 13 minutes. Yeah. Last thing. This is important. This is the one that's tied with car accident because this can get you in jail. Mm. Is the ladies? Oh, you like the ladies? You want to get some cut up? You wanna get some pussy? Hey man, you know what's better than pussy? Not a lot, my brother. Ooh, you guys are so horny. What if there was a hot girl blowing you and giving you pussy? Wouldn't that be so great? Oh, I just wish there was a hot girl right here and I could come in her and have pussy and blowjob. Oh yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, oh yeah, do it. Yeah, take it, take it. Oh, <clears throat> one in... 30, 1 in 40, 1 in 30 women will, 1 in 25, 1 in 20, 1 in 20 women will try to set landmines for you after you decide you're done with the pussy. Once you wear out that piece of trim and it gets holes in it, Zach's terminology. I wore mine out, it has holes in it. Once once the trim has holes in it and it's worn out, and you decide to go elsewhere, as you should, one in one in twenty will set little landmines for you. You will hear from a friend of her friend that she feels that she'd been raped. You will that you are now a creepy guy and uh, no matter how nice, it doesn't matter how nice you are to them, okay? Once you deliver the fucking Mike Tyson knockout blow to her ego that, sorry, but your pussy is no longer interesting to me. I got all that I need out of it. Once you hit him, that hits so fucking hard, man. Imagine that. As a woman, all your value is tied up in what's between your legs, and some guy that looks like me, or looks like Zach, comes along and goes, hey, uh, it's pretty good, I like coming, um, sorry, I gotta go. That's, that hits so hard, man. Boom! That's a fucking knockout, devastating blow. And one in 20 women, when they get that, they will, uh-huh. And they'll start laying traps for you. They will start putting little hand grenade booby traps in your life. And that's not good. You'll get a reputation if you do it at school. If you do it at a small school, if you fuck around a lot at a small school, you'll get a reputation. 
She might say that you tried to rape her or that she did something, you know, something, right? And then you'll get a reputation because even no matter what, that stuff is interesting. And people at school, they'll hear, oh, he did, he did what? Oh my God, everybody I know has to know about this. Did you hear about so-and-so? Did you hear about Scott? Oh my God, he was like all over her at this party. And then he's just like totally, it was like, that will be the, that will be propagating at your school and your little shitty little community that will be going out through the grapevine. One thing I want to add is fucking people. They they like the dopamine hit of telling someone else's secret more than fucking loyalty. That's what they the dopamine hit is stronger than any loyalty of most of these people. Yeah, and these for girls like gossip and like weird shit. That the, the dopamine rush that you get from like talking about that is it's not to be underestimated. So when you are fucking around, okay, when you're in your Tinder, you're scrolling through, okay, you're get you're picking out, oh I want her pussy, and I want her pussy, I want that pussy, I want some more pussy from her. You're having fun. If you match up with them and her eyes are like this. If she looks like this, don't don't follow up with her, man. Don't do it. Well, you want another you want another notch on your belt and you're sure that you can get her pussy. Is it worth it? Is it really worth it? It's not. It's fucking not. It's fucking not. The pussy's not that good. Alright? Bunch of guys were already there. Not that good. They didn't it wasn't good enough for them. It wasn't fucking good enough for them! She had ten dicks in her. Not one of them stuck around. What's that tell you? Does that tell you the pussy's so good? No. Opposite. Dude, if there was a if there was a car, how much does a pussy cost you? It's free. You don't have to buy him dinner. You don't have to buy him anything. Oh, cool. There's a race car over there and it's free? I want to go drive it. Ten guys drove the free race car, decided that it sucks, and did not want to drive it anymore. What does that tell you? It must be a really fast, fun car to drive. No, opposite. That's one in 20. And if you if you get hit with that, if you get, if you date a girl and she flips and goes psycho and fucks up your social circle at your small school that you go to, I want you to do this. I want you to go, thank you, God. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, God, for letting me off this easy. Now, what your reaction might be, you might be like, oh, this bitch said what? I'm gonna text all my friends and I'm gonna start up a whole thing. No. Dude, you realize who you're going to war with? You're going to war with someone who lives for that. That's the reason why she's saying shit like that is because she wants you to be obsessively texting and typing and defending yourself and going, what, she's totally crazy, I don't do that, I don't do that, I don't do that. That's what, that's what she wants. That will only escalate things further. If you get hit with that, if you get some crazy bitch who tries to fuck your life up, you go like this. Fucking thank you God for letting me off this easy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know why? Because you're not in prison, that's why. Because you did not end up 
going to jail, being questioned by the authorities, having to pay for a lawyer. You got off so fucking easy. If a girl tries to fuck your life up like that and makes it a gossipy, shitty, the rest of your school year shit, you got off so fucking easy compared to how bad it could have been. Because that's one in 20. One in a hundred. One in a hundred ladies is not going to be satisfied with sullying your reputation. They're not going to be satisfied with that. What they're going to want is your complete ah, destruction as a human being. And uh, they're pretty good at it. And newsflash, society will give them the benefit of the doubt every time. So if you ever find one like that, God help you. And just so you just so you know, it's it's not hard to tell. It's not like rocket science, okay? Because they'll look they look like this. Alright, you zoom in on that, Zach? Yeah. Hey, oh, um, I thought that maybe we could hang out sometime. You're really cool. Alright? That's what they look like. So be careful when you see that. Um And that's not even getting into if there's kids involved, if there's divorce involved. I mean, I don't know anything. I don't have kids and I've never been married, so I don't know how bad that is. But I, I've, I've talked to a very... The only personal experience I have with that, aside from my own parents... How much, how much time do we have? It's four minutes left and the card is like, it's doing something. So. Yeah. Four minutes on the card. What is that? Has it been doing that the whole time? No, it just started. Oh. Just now. Oh, it might be cards low. All right, so the closest personal experience I have with that was talking to a very tough guy. Security, contractor, bail bonds, a dude uh, who's probably killed people. Scary guy. And I asked him about his kids. And he starts talking about his, his wife left with the kids. And he had tears in his eyes describing how much he wanted, he wants to kill, uh, or wanted to kill his wife. Uh, so that, tell, that tells me that you shouldn't go there. That's not a place you want to go. So be careful with the ladies. Be careful with the ladies. I know you're a playboy. You want some pussy. Oh, oh my God, it's so tight. Oh God, oh, she's giving me head. Why? I can't believe it. Right? And you're jacking off, and you're thinking about it all the time. Be careful, okay? That is that is nuclear. A lot of girls are nuclear waste. You know what they have up here? Nuclear waste. Today, Foofy, am I pretty? Do you like me? I'll ride you. Nuclear waste up here. Fucking be careful. Alright, that concludes all the time we have on this memory card. Thank you guys for watching. Avoid the catastrophes. Be safe. All right. That's just as important, if not more important, than doing the right things, being on the right track, self-actualizing. Also, don't fuck up so bad you're in a hospital bed or jail. Very important. Thank you. Take care.